All right, guys, so welcome to Season 2, Episode 11, Surviving Suicide, Part 2. And as you guys would have listened to last week's episode, we got to hear from Morgan, um, who attempted suicide, and Maggie, whose son committed suicide. And we briefly talked about the stigmas of um, what those feelings are at the moment or during that time of shame, anger, fear, isolation, hopelessness, helplessness, guilt, um, and what the after effects um, are when it comes to um, loved ones committing suicide or the family members and loved ones that survive their loved ones suicide. And today I have Miss LaDonna on the phone. So hi, LaDonna. Welcome to the Comedians uh, Media. How are you doing today? I'm doing okay. Good, good. Thank you so much for being vulnerable and sharing this heartfelt story with all of these listeners. Um, I know the people who are listening to this podcast today are definitely um, here for a reason and you're here for a reason you have a story to tell um and before we get into it i do want to let everyone know that you can if you're having sad thoughts or you know someone who needs to communicate with someone or have a conversation um, you can write this phone number down for the national suicide prevention lifeline it is 800-273-8255 or you can text the word TALK, T-A-L-K, to 741-741. It is a free resource for you to talk to someone, whether you are considering suicide or if you are a loved one who is trying to find help for their friend or family member. So with that, LaDonna, tell us about um, your story. Why did you agree to do this interview with me today? Um, I agreed to do it because I was in a really dark place when everything happened and it was just People assume things when they hear it, they don't understand. Um, and the things that I went through afterwards, I never would have thought would happen. And the things that I did to get better were amazing. And I've tried to help a lot of people that have kind of gone through the same thing, do the things I did. And it feels great to be able to help those people who aren't aware of a lot of things that can and will happen through grief and all the different avenues that I went through that I'd never even thought about that just kind of showed up to help me. So if I can help someone else, then I will 100% do that. And that's actually a pretty common a commonality, LaDonna, even with speaking to Morgan and Mag Maggie, um, when I was talking to them, when they expressed to me that they didn't even know what happened or why they were considering suicide, maybe not Maggie, but with Morgan, she said she didn't even understand herself why she tried to commit suicide. And I know from my personal experience with depression and anxiety and PTSD that it is just this violent, unexpected shock of this 
um, reoccurring, involuntary, intrusive daily thoughts. It's just this imagery in your head that is a daily fight. And it's like, shit, how do I get out of this? I can't get it out of my head. And we, when you're in that dark place, it's almost as if you're just so disconnected that you can't even answer the question as to why. And so the, exactly. the the family members that are survived by their loved ones, they always ask me when they have sessions with me, like, Missy, why, why, why? And I say the answer is not why, but when. When will you begin to heal from this traumatic lesson in your life? When will you begin to see the there 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 is light at the end of the tunnel and um it's all about self-compassion and loving yourself enough to give it a shot and like i say to people just for today when you get in that moment of rage or fear or hopelessness just take a moment and breathe in and exhale and just in that quick moment, that 45 seconds, you might save your own life or the life of someone else. Just surrender to breathing. And sometimes that fresh breath of air kind of rejuvenates us and shocks our system back to reality where we can say, you know what? I can, I can do this. I can make it through another day. Just for today, I'm allowed to be angry or upset or sad or happy or joyful just for today. Let me feel my feelings Absolutely. and move forward. Okay. So LaDonna, tell us about um, surviving suicide. What side of that are you on? Are you a suicide attempt survivor or did you lose someone to suicide? I lost someone to suicide. Okay. Let's go back to the days and the hours leading up to that passing. And you can say the person's name or not. That's completely up to you. I don't edit these interviews at all. Okay. Um, so that's completely up to you. Um, but leading up to the days and the, and the hours, um, what did you notice, or did you notice anything at all about your loved one? Well, I can't say in the moments leading up to it, I noticed anything, but afterwards, you, you realize the things you didn't notice. Um, like about two weeks before, and it, it was my brother, Tony. Um, we had gone out, me, him, and my family, we had gone to the Roxino, and he was telling us about someone he knew that had just died from an overdose and and it was someone he knew and we're just like, oh my gosh, Tony, you know, you never, never, because my brother had been through rehab and he was clean and it bothered him that his friend had passed away and I'm like, Tony, don't ever mess with that stuff and he's like, well, I'm not going to and, and then uh, I didn't experience this, but my mom was going on vacation to her sister's house and after the fact, my mom was like, you know, he came over and acted like he wanted to tell me something the whole time. But he, And every time I said, what's wrong, he just kept telling me nothing, nothing. And so my mom went, because my brother, you know, he had been a rehab survivor. He still had his moments, didn't think anything of it. And then, uh, I mean, that was really the only 
two times we had talked and then I got the phone call that he hadn't gone to work that day. And um, it was almost like I already knew because I dropped everything and left. I was going to go make sure my brother was okay. And I, I, I knew all the way there. I knew all the way to his house before I ever got there. So it was, I mean, we had talked about the anxiety that he had many times before that. But I had since learned that it became too much. And that's a good point, LaDonna, that you had this feeling or this intuition prior to you getting there. And then your mom said that she, you know, with her having this sixth sense about something was wrong. Sometimes in our humanity, we don't always pick up on the signs and symbols because we're not aware of them at, at the time or in the moment. We just kind of were so busy with this everyday, busy, busy, busy life. We, we forget to stop and essentially smell the roses and take a look at what's in front of us. And that's sometimes my husband said something really powerful to me one time um, recently when I lost a loved one that um, I was like, I'm a medium. I sh that's my family. Why didn't I see the signs? I don't understand. Just the night before I was talking about, you know, de death and dying to my students. And the next morning, my aunt died. And my husband said to me, he goes, you weren't supposed to see the signs until after. So it would make sense that all the signs I saw before she passed were the signs from the spirit part of it you know heaven i call them wisdom nuggets from heaven they drop these little wisdom nuggets or intuition nuggets to us and for us to believe there is another side sometimes it's the aftermath that we say oh my god i i now saw the signs i now know what to look for because it was a lesson our soul had to go through so we can learn and move forward and teach others and teach in love and about life. Does that make sense to you, LaDonna? That makes total sense to me because it happening and when it happened, I look at what people go through now. It was heroin, it was us first time trying it. And I look at I look at what people go through now um, when their children or parents or whatever are heroin addicts and I never, ever, ever would have wanted my brother to be one of them. I And I just told my mom the other day because she's helping someone whose son is an addict and I'm like, you know, mom, as horrible as it is that Tony's no longer with us because of one time, we all loved him when he left and he was still a good person. And I never would have wanted to resent him like so many do right now. And I hate to say that because I know people don't resent their family members, but they're so angry because there's nothing they can do to help. And I guess I'm, I'm grateful that he left the world an amazing person because that's what we all have to remember him by. And that's where I found my peace with that. That's beautiful. And, you know, I was doing a reading for someone not too long ago and my spirit guide, Tommy, came through and he said to me, he goes, the weakest bodies are the youngest souls. And if you think about that for a moment, it's almost hard to understand what that means. The weakest bodies are the youngest souls. And so 
I was like, oh my gosh, I know what that means. It means that the people that are here, the youngest souls are usually the sickest people, men mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually even, because you're a young soul. And if you think about these people that say, oh, you're an old soul, you're an old soul, those people tend to have less um, health issues, less mental issues. And so I want you to know that your brother was a young soul. And that's why he had those issues. His soul is still learning um, the things that it he needed to come to enlightenment, to go to the light and to go to heaven's home. Do, do, I hope you understand what I'm talking about with that. I know exactly what you mean. Beautiful. I do. And, and you know what? Just because your brother died of a heroin overdose, LaDonna, that his death, and for those who are listening right now, the death of your loved one, whether it was a suicide, overdose, um, a homicide, or that person, you know, tragically died or mysteriously died, their death state, the way they died absolutely does not define their life and who they were as a soul and a spirit it was just well, and that's that's what the craziest part of it was like when i found him it was his first time trying it and um he actually had up on his computer because he knew we were all rooting for him and he had never done this and it was on his computer when i walked in how to take it and not hurt yourself he was taking it because someone told him it would help his anxiety and he, like I know he had no intention of hurting himself and I know he was disappointed with everything that happened that followed but that's it it was like he didn't mean to do it to be a bad person <laughs> he was a good person right and that's he was just fighting his own demons and that's why you're here today LaDonna to help other people through their grief or trying to, you know, there's 10,000 some people listening right now. You are helping them understand that one time, that one mistake. Tony is, his energy is with you so strong right now. I can feel it that he wants his story told so he can save a life because he wasn't able to stay here long enough to teach other people about his lessons that he's learned and that he's gone through and the knowledge and the wisdom that he's gained. But now you have it. Now you have that wisdom and experience to help other people. I hope you feel him around you. And I know that he's so proud of you. And I know that you did everything you could to make it a beautiful how do I want to say this? I keep getting the sense that you tried to make everything beautiful for his services. And you were, I don't know if it was you or someone else that was very, very picky about how things needed to look. I don't know if he was kind of OCD about where things needed to be or placed or what. Um, but I, yeah. do, I do get that sense that he's placing experiences in your life now to tell his story. You're on this podcast for reading or for a reason today. And not that I'm going to do a reading for you, but I want you to know he is so excited. He's like jumping. You know how he was like really hyper? Like, I feel like he was a very hyper person. Yeah. He was like a great big eight-year-old. <laughs> yeah, he's like standing behind you just jumping up and down. And I have no idea what you look like, but I feel like you have like strange hair. I don't know what he means by that. Like, do you have like... I have pink hair. <laughs> oh my God, are you serious? Because <laughs> did you just did you just make it pink or something? 
Um, it's my hairdresser comes over and I'm like, do what you want. So it's been pink, it's been blue. It's oh been, my gosh, that's what you want. That's crazy. <laughs> you know, pink is a beautiful color for healing and hope and kindness. And you know, I I like to tell people to burn a pink candle in their home because it invites warmth and love and and forgiveness into the home. So, Ladonna. I want to ask you a few questions, and some of these might be a rather difficult. So if you get upset and you need me to stop, just tell me. Um, okay. But how how did the family react after he passed? What was the family and friends' reaction? What was the public? How did the public treat you? How did friends or family or coworkers treat you after he passed? Um. Well, at first, and even now, so, um, we didn't tell a lot of people why, because we did have, we did, we found out that he had a heart condition, and we didn't want anyone looking down on him because there was no reason to, but that was something that we had to eventually explain, because when people did ask and we told them, it was like they almost judged him before they understood, so that's kind of been my whole family's thing is to explain because everybody has demons and um you can't you can't judge him on his demons when you know the whole story and what kind of person that he was but um a lot of people oh i mean everybody was amazing i mean we had my brother was amazing. My family's amazing. We had no ill feelings from anyone. Um, the people that assumed still were nice because, I mean, I'm not saying it just because it's my brother. My brother was an amazing person, absolutely amazing, and he was one of those that would do anything for anybody, but he never let anyone know about his demons. Like, very few people knew how much he struggled because he was one of those that if you needed him, he was there. He didn't have bad days. He was never in a bad mood. He was always the one cheering everybody up. And I still hear that. I've had people contact me on Facebook that are like, just talk, just want to talk about how amazing my brother was and what he did for them because nobody knew what he went through because he wasn't one that expressed it ever except to a select few of us. So, so I can't say that we had any bad experiences. That That's amazing. I'm so glad to hear that. And as far as um, depression and anxiety, there is no face <laughs> to those disorders. It's a daily fight. No, and, and suicide is... I never... Yeah. <laughs> suicide... I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. Suicide is something that... Or, you know, even if it was an accidental overdose... That sudden unexpected loss really creates a disconnect with the surviving loved ones because they just don't know what to feel. It's almost like they become numb and that feeling is from when I connect to loved ones in spirit, it's almost as if that's what they felt at the moment that they passed and that they are not even sure like why they did what they did but i know that they're in heaven and there is no hell there is no purgatory and and, and there is just this sense of people who die so suddenly like that 
I want people to understand if you have diabetes and you're not taking care of yourself, that is a form of suicide. If you know you can save your life or live longer and you don't take care of yourself, that is a form of suicide. When you go to heaven, you're going to need extra help to heal from that passing and your spirit guides and your guardian angel your other angels they're all there to help you through that along with your loved ones in spirit and he's not alone ladonna i know you know that and i know i know that and it's so important for him to let i'm supposed to tell you it's so important for you to know that he watches over like do you also have a son that has like this um, I don't know if this is anger coming out or is there a connection to that at all? Because he's referencing a younger male that he watches over to help in that aspect. Yeah, my, my son actually looks exactly like him and acts exactly like him, which I don't mean this in a bad way at all, but he has a lot of my brother's tendencies and he has a lot of anxiety and a lot of anger because my brother was like the only male figure that was a constant in his life mm -hmm. my brother's death tore him apart and i want you to but know the, and ladonna i want you to know that your brother tony is such a great person that he's watching over your son that's got to put you at ease because that's like you needed to hear that i feel like you needed to release that tense energy you've been holding on to to know that your son is going to be okay that does make me feel really good because I, I see my brother's tendencies in him as far as that and that's always scared me. And as I hear it, um, music will be a really great therapeutic way for your son to deal with his emotions. And I'm not talking about like regular music you hear on the radio. I mean like hemi-sync music, binaural beats, you know, music that's designed to help the beta waves in the brain to really, you know, heal some of those chakras. If you need to listen to chakra music um, therapy, that would be great. Well, it's funny you say that because he's found a girl and she is amazing and she's into all of that stuff. And he's always making fun of her. but. I love that she's into the crystals and the chakras and all of that because I think he needs that. She's going to balance him out. I think this is a good deal. And I think that they already love each other, which is amazing. Oh, they um, do very much so. Yeah, <laughs> even though it's a and fairly... I, I love that she loves him the way that I, that I do because I feel it and I see it and it makes me feel safe for him. Good. That I'm happy to hear that. I have some more questions for you. Now they're going to get a little deep, okay? Are you ready? Okay. Right. I'm ready. <laughs> okay. So I would like to know, um, or I would like you to talk to our listeners and let them know what are a few pieces of advice um, to help cope with their daily grief um, or going through that grieving process, which we all know doesn't have a face. It's this faceless monster, whether you're grieving a loss of a job, a relationship, a, a loved one, um, or even an item. I've had so many people do readings with me, like just to find an item that they've lost. And it's just amazing to me that people deal with their grief in different ways. What are some ways that you dealt with your grief and what are what's some advice that 
you would offer people listening on how to deal with their grief, even if that you've learned along the way, I guess, even if it didn't work for you. Some people want to take therapy and it doesn't um, work. So that's like an example. Okay, so at first, <laughs> so I'll kind of just go from the beginning. Like I was the oldest child and I found him. Um, when it first happened and I had to make the phone calls and do everything that I did, my first thing was to make sure everybody was okay. That's kind of just what I do. My mom, my dad, everybody was okay. I can't even explain when it happened, <laughs> but the anxiety hit me out of nowhere and the depression. And I, uh, I, I can't even explain all the things that I went through. Um, I can explain that I had anxiety and depression horrible. I was having 10 to 12 panic attacks a day. I did everything you could think of to try and balance it. And I'm not against anyone that does take pills, but that's an addiction in my family, so I refused. And so my way to deal with it once the depression and anxiety started was in everything that I did, my biggest ways to cope was for one, talk to family. Like I talk to family all the time. I, I still check on my mom every day. But talking about it, talking about them in a good way, that was just talking about them was one of the biggest things. And number two, 100% is breathing. Learning to breathe is number one. Um, just getting through grief and meditating and breathing and talking about it. Everything that I did to try and get through everything and talking and breathing and meditation were the top three. I mean, as weird as it is, as far as grief and all the things that you think you should be doing, I did the counseling, I did, I tried taking pills and those were my top three and they still work to this day. <laughs> and pictures, looking at pictures and just talking about them and remembering and never forgetting. <laughs> That's beautiful. I love that you brought up looking at pictures, LaDonna, because so many people, they have a picture that pops up six months or a year um, after our loved ones are have passed. And um, even people say, oh, I took this picture on the day that my loved one died and I can't look at that picture anymore. It makes me sad. And I'm like, why? That's a when that picture or that image pops up on your newsfeed, on your Facebook, wherever, it's like that's the day that you need your loved one in spirit the most. So they send you those photos. It's like, there you go. Look at me. I'm with you. Here I am. Don't be sad. And yeah, you get emotional over it, but look at it from a positive side and not the negative side because you're going to drag yourself down. And you probably know, LaDonna, just as I do that our loved ones when we're when we operate in a lower 
vibration when we're sad and depressed and, and feeling isolated and, and, and operating in fear, it's more challenging for spirit to come through, for the souls of our loved ones to come through in spirit to say, hey, I'm here with you. But when you're operating at a higher level and you're talking about them and you remember them in a good way and you don't worry about how they died, but how they lived, um, and you think about all these great memories, that's when they can come to you more. So if you're listening to this right now and you're thinking to yourself, shit, I haven't seen any signs from my loved ones in a while. It's probably check yourself. Look at yourself in the mirror and say, what energy am I projecting? Because you're going to receive that. So that's important. That's a really important detail, LaDonna, that I love that you shared is to look at pictures of your loved ones. Remember them in spirit. Remember them in life, not in death. They don't want us to remember them in how they died. That's, that's a release that everyone needs to work with daily. Okay, so my next question for you is, um, how would you, what would you describe grief as? What is grief in your eyes? Grief to me was shutting everybody out at first. Um, I didn't want to talk to anybody. I didn't want to. I shut myself. I didn't live. I didn't go anywhere. I didn't do anything, and it killed me because I lost a brother and my mom lost a son, and here I am whining and crying and just putting myself in this place that I hated. And I, I can't even, I hated it. I hated myself. Like grief is, the first part of grief is hard. Um, and I went through the anger, the anger phase. I was mad at him. How, how could he do this to our family? I, I have to say those were my two worst parts of grief. And then that's when I realized that this is not a way to live. And that's when we started. Like, we talk about him every day. Like, oh my gosh, what would Tony think of this? Oh my gosh, can you imagine if Tony was here? And so I can't say, I mean, I grieve him every day. I think about him every single day but i do it in a good way and so the first part is hard the first part is so hard and that like i said i i shut myself out of everything out of my kids out of but then then you just get in that thing where it's your kids need you your family needs you this is no way to live i avoided like, that was another part of my grief. Like, I avoided driving past his house, even though it was the short way. And it's not a way to live. You can't, you can't stay in that. You just can't. And I don't know. It was just the me learning to, what's the word I want to say, to deal with what happened but not dwell on what happened. That's beautiful. I love that, LaDonna. And I want the listeners to really listen to that. She she didn't want to she didn't want to dwell on it. She wanted to continue living. She had a family to live for and memories to make. And you are still creating memory, good memories of your, of your loved ones in spirit by talking about them and saying, "Oh, what would Tony think of this? And what would Tony think of that?" You're still 
using that person in you're still having that person in your life but they're in spirit and they know they know what's going on they're happy when someone has a baby or get married or graduating or when someone passes in the family they're right there to help you through that process as well that's beautiful LaDonna well, thank you so much for coming on here today um, I really do appreciate you sharing your story and and I I really hope that the people that are listening today really took what LaDonna said and 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 really understand that it's it's about grief is about understanding what happened, processing it, releasing it, having forgiveness, finding support, creating awareness and living. You have to give yourself the love to be able to walk through this path of life knowing that you're doing the best that you can with what you have and if you only wake up and get out of bed today and that's all you were able to do then that's something to celebrate i love it and i love how every person i've talked to um in in the last episode and this episode they use humor to get through grief and i love that that's so healing and i know it sounds crazy but i mean it really does make sense humor does help us with grief it really does humor goes beyond grief it's a way to bring us together we're supposed to come together at a time of loss not separate each other and isolate ourselves would you agree Ladonna? i absolutely agree awesome Ladonna, if you would like to let people reach out to you if they have questions or if they're suffering themselves and they need someone to reach out to um how would you feel if they reached out to you that's perfectly fine with me i okay. don't mind at all how would they be able to reach out to you ladonna would phone or email phone would probably be best okay um, and if you guys would like to contact LaDonna, you can let me know. Or if LaDonna, you want to put your phone number out there, that's up to you. Yeah, I don't mind. Um, should I go ahead and give it? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, it's 330-265-6781. All right. All right, folks. Hang on tight. You're going to hear a reading coming up soon, so stay tuned. This is the Comedian Mediums Podcast, and I'm your host, Medium Missy Tolly. Also spontaneously joining us is my friend and co-host, Jesse Massengale. So for those of you who are just now tuning into our podcast, Jesse and I are both very busy moms, wives, and mediums, and this podcast is going to cover all things paranormal, supernatural, and unexplained in an explicit way, if you will. So... We started this podcast to offer you wisdom nuggets that we have learned along our journey. And these messages of hope, healing, and love are meant to reach everyone that has been touched by death in some way. So death is not final. It's just an event our souls experience. So with that, enjoy our funny, non-scripted, crazy podcast. We hope you follow along and make sure you check us out on MediumMissy.com.
mean to offend you at all, but your grandmother says that you kind of, um, I don't know if it's that you hide your emotions from people or you're not letting people um, really see that emotional side of you. Does that make sense to you at all? Uh, not really, because I'm a very open person. Well, being an open person do doesn't mean that <laughs> that you show your emotions. Meaning, if you're angry at someone, you don't let them know right away. Or if you're sad, you kind of keep it bottled up a little bit until it implodes or explodes. That's the sensation but, uh, I get with her when she connects with you. Okay. okay. So... I can only trust the information that I get from the other side because she wants, okay, it's like I feel like you have to work through something emotionally right now that you're not addressing and that's what that message is for. It's all about you working through what you're going through right now and not hiding your feelings or not hiding what you want out of a situation if that makes sense, okay? Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So, again, it's it's not a black and white conversation with Spirit. I have to figure out why are you showing me these shoes, these slippers? Where does that mean for the path that you walked in your life? She doesn't want you to do the same thing in your in your life. Okay? Um, okay. I don't know what you look like, but do you have darker hair? Yes. Okay, because she, she compliments how beautiful and natural your hair is. So I don't know if you're, and I saw brown hair, so I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll ask her. And I just want you to know she's standing right next to you. And um, if you could uncross your arms or your legs, whatever's crossed, that would be great. Okay. Um, and your grandmother shows me the color purple a lot. Like, I feel like she'll show up with the color purple a lot. Do you connect with that color at all? Uh, no, not really. Okay, pay attention to things I like... Ha I mean, my phone case and my AirPod case is sitting right next to me. They're both purple. Oh, perfect. Okay, so the reason she's even showing that to me is she's like, hey, this is how I'm going to connect to you. So I will tell you that even though... Um, you may have not been physically there to see your grandmother cross, whether you were there or not. She references that she does still communicate with the family and it is through the color purple. And it would make sense that if your phone case is purple or your iPad or whatever, the technology, she'll connect through technology because she said, what's this in your hand? And I said, what's well, a phone? It's a cell phone. She goes, well, you know, when I was younger, we didn't have those. And she's kind of laughing because she, she, I don't think she ever got the chance to like use a cell phone and she's like questioning like, well, how does it work? What does it do? And so where is it in your life that you work with technology? Because she keeps referencing you are dealing with like, like a technical issue. Oh, my phone has, so I, I'm a police officer, so I'm constantly on my phone or a computer, but my phone has um, had issues. Like, I'm talking to you through my AirPod right now because okay. anything on speakerphone doesn't work. And that's been, like, the last eight months I've been dealing with that. Yeah. I don't know if she's connecting either one of those. She, 
And I believe that that's what she's trying to communicate to you is that she's trying to connect to you because there's a bigger picture here, Amy. Um, she said to me, she goes, tell my granddaughter that um, she needs to follow her gut. So I know you said you're a police officer, but I don't think that that's the path you're going to be going down long term. I feel more like, and don't, you know, don't quote me on this, but I feel like you're going to be more of an investigator. Like, I don't know if this is like crime scenes or if you're doing, if you're interested in like, I don't know if this is homicide or what, but I feel like you have this sixth sense that your grandmother's trying to help you connect with. I've always been super interested in the homicide unit. That's always been something I've been interested in. Wow, because that's where I feel like you're going to be going with the help of your grandmother on the other side, which is really, really cool. Okay, so she said she's trying to just... Um, help you with that so just keep in mind that she will definitely send you signs through your technology through your phones and things like that um to just let you know that she's there okay now um i have to kind of she's going to be the person that opens the door for the others to step forward i do have a younger male that's he feels younger to me um and he feels as though he would have passed quite unexpectedly, kind of. It just feels like it was just really unexpected, like, dude, I died, yep. Missy. And I just, um, he says to tell you he loves you. So do you connect with the younger male on the other side that would have passed quickly or, or unexpectedly? He shows me the yeah. eyeglasses. And he showed what? He shows me eyeglasses, like sunglasses, meaning that the darkness of the sunglasses mean he's he didn't see it coming almost. Like wrong place, wrong time almost. It just feels to yeah. me. That is my friend. Okay, okay. Okay, so that also would be why he showed me the dark sunglasses because he didn't want me to see what or how he passed. Okay, Amy. And I keep, um, is there an M name connection or a D name connection? Cause I heard the name Maddox, but I don't know. I've never, I don't know that name in my life. So is there a connection? His name, his name was <gasps> Wow. Wow. That's amazing. So the M name. Wow. Okay. So. Please know that that's just his way to validate his soul coming through. Now, even though I said the name Maddox, it's just the way that they can come through for me to get that M name. Do you understand that? Yeah. Okay, because there's no... <gasps> wow. Wow, that's amazing. So the M name. Wow. Okay, so... 
please know that that's just his way to validate his soul coming through. Now, even though I said the name Maddox, it's just the way that they can come through for me to get that M name. Do you understand that? Yeah. Okay, because there's no... It's just very appreciative of the family, and he's just very much at peace on the other side because he doesn't have to deal with all the stress of this living life. And can I tell you how it works when someone commits suicide? Do you want to know with the other side how that works? Sure. So when someone commits suicide, our spirit guides, kind of like we have 911 and the ambulance and EMTs here in the physical, we kind of have the same thing, but on the other side. So when someone goes to commit suicide, it's like, okay, spirit guides, coming down to get this soul. This soul's about to check out. They can't handle it here in the earthly realm. It's too, it's too crazy for them. It's too much to handle. So let's go get them and bring them back and help them heal. And then they'll have a chance if they want to another at another lifetime. And so to me, it feels like he loved his family so much. He didn't want them to know some things that were going on in his mind. And he felt he had to protect the family by telling them nothing about what was going on in his mind. Okay. Um, um, okay. I know you have some questions for him, but first he shows me a thumbprint. So did someone make a thumbprint or a handprint for him? Oh, I'm not sure. He he was an EMT. He was a fireman EMT, and he worked. That's how I met him was through work, and we just became really good friends. So I don't know a lot about his family or personal life. I guess. Okay, so I want you to know that. The fact that he was an EMT in his life kind of astonishes me that he could come through so accurately with those validations. Isn't that amazing and beautiful? It is. It is quite um, mind-blowing to me that he would... I usually don't talk about how suicides work for the other side and how our souls transition, but I felt I needed to talk to you about it. And I hope it makes you feel better knowing that he is at peace and his soul is at rest. And that's beautiful. Why? Like, why didn't he say, like, why didn't he reach out to anybody else? And I just feel like this was such a last minute decision. Like, I don't, I, I personally don't feel like he, he, that was his plan for that day. I mean, I don't know. I just. That's my biggest question for him. So before we're born, we have, we agree to a soul contract. And in that soul contract, we, we agree to where we're going to be born, what we're going to look like, what jobs we're going to take, what people we're going to meet and how and when and where we're going to die. And our souls agree to this. And some souls say yes i agree to those terms however this is this earthly realm is too much for me i can't stand it i'd need to go back home home meaning heaven or in place with god okay and his death feels to me like it was such a sudden decision 
and it wasn't meant to hurt other people. It was just he had to make a decision for himself in that moment, but he was forgiven in that moment as well. And I can tell you that people keep going back to the day he passed and the way he passed. And he said to me, he goes, Missy, that's not how I lived my life. And that's not what I want people to remember. And he said, just because I did this one thing, it was to help the other souls around me here in the living. So the living are suffering because there was no closure. There was no goodbye. However, he tells me that he had conversations with people about death and dying and the other side at least six or seven months before he actually passed. And to me, he feels very earthly connected still, meaning I feel like he would have been, he would have passed within the last year at least. Does that make sense to you at all? The last month and a half, it was December 14th. Okay. Or December 4th, I can't remember, one of the... Fourth or fourteenth. Okay. Wow, that's interesting because um, I put the number fourteen down on my paper that I was meditating with you. Um, with your energy, I put the number fourteen down, and I didn't know why I did that, but now I understand. So um, yeah. whether it was the fourth or the fourteenth, that number is kind of amazing. Um, wow. Okay. So give me just one second because. Um, He said he left you, uh, give me one second. Um, he says he left you something in the truck. Do you drive a truck or did he drive a truck? He drives the truck. Okay. Because, and, okay. Was this, um, okay. I feel like there might've been like, um, sti not stickers, but like windows, like there was artwork on the truck. Does that make sense to you? Like it was a different looking truck than everyone else's? Yeah, he bought this big rig diesel truck that you could definitely tell was his. Okay. I don't know about, I don't think there's stickers or anything. Okay, because he's just make, it's just my sign or symbol to let me know that his truck stood out. There's no way I would know that. Yeah. Okay. And for yeah, him to show me. definitely stood out. Yeah. And it's funny because he wants you to know that he, he still drives that truck all the time on the other side, which is really cool because, um, he he's like i will make her car alarm go off or other car alarms go off around you so when you know he's around he's gonna really get your attention by setting off car alarms or car horns or anything with a vehicle isn't okay. that cool that that's totally like him to be obnoxious and loud. Yep. Well, yeah, that's how he is on the other side too. And it's pretty cool. He, cause he's like, I got the last laugh. He actually has this really laid back, like chill, like, Hey, you want to go out to eat? And it'd be like nine o'clock at night. It's like, um, okay, sure. Let's go out to eat. Cause he liked to eat late is what I, what I feel from him. And, um, Okay, I um so this is gonna be odd for me. I have to figure this out, so give me just a second here. I feel okay, how are you connected to him again? Because he keeps wanting um this is gonna sound really strange because I don't feel like I need to because it's just like I need to I feel like I need to kiss you, but I don't know why I would feel that way because I don't understand 
why that was strange. Like, why? I just feel like I need to kiss you, and I'm not even sure what the hell that means. Okay. Um, so when I when I first met him, um, he was he's a fireman at my department, and I'm I'm a police officer there. He was separated from his uh, current. I don't think they were they weren't married then. His girlfriend, and he tried and tried and tried and tried to get with me in like a romantic way. And it just never happened. We just we were always such good friends. And but I know that's what he wanted. Oh yeah, because he loved you. You know, he said he told me about how you would always do really nice things for him, like make him. A, he said something specifically about a birthday cake, like you made him a birthday cake. Is that right or accurate? I did it, but his friend. Okay, because he's referencing someone made the birthday cake, and he references how you would do things for him. Like, let's say I told you today that I really like coconut cream pie. Like, within the next few days, you would like do something about a. You would like bring me a coconut cream pie. Like, it feels like you and him had that camaraderie where he would talk to you about something, and then you would like make sure it happened some in some form. Okay, so that's how he feels very comfortable with you, and he really appreciates basically all that you did for him, okay? And you need to know that it's not your burden or responsibility to ask the questions why, because you'll never get those answers. But what you can have clarity on is that he said to me he wasn't in the right state of mind and you know how he would get angry pretty easy not easy but it would come on and it would just kind of overcome him a little bit yeah that's what happened he got angry about something and it just kind of he 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 just kind of in a way snapped a little bit he's like i didn't even see this coming it just happened and i told him i said well i understand and he goes, but my family doesn't understand because I never told them everything that was going on. And I said, well, it wasn't any of their business. And he goes, no, you're right. It wasn't. He goes, I was a very private person, but he appreciated that he could share private information with you. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the other thing too is I don't know if you were thinking about his mom recently like within the last few days but he does reference you reaching out to his mom I don't know if you actually did that or not or if you're planning on doing it or you were thinking about doing it but um, he, he does talk about that's a good idea okay now your grandmother as she steps forward um, she said to me, she goes, leave this boy alone. He's had enough. And I was like, well, we're just kind of still talking a little bit. And your grandma was kind of um, getting on me a little bit about asking him why, why, why. And, you know, he doesn't, there is no answer to why. It just things happen the way they happened and we have to accept it. We have to process it. We have to forgive him so he can move forward in his Okay, because he's referencing someone made the birthday cake, and he references how you would do things for him. Like, let's say I told you today that I really like 
coconut cream pie like within the next few days you would like do something about a co you would like bring me a coconut cream pie like it feels like you and him had that camaraderie where he would talk to you about something and then you would like make sure it happened some in some form okay so that's how he feels very comfortable with you and he really appreciates basically all that you did for him okay and you need to know that it's not your burden or responsibility to ask the questions why because you'll never get those answers but what you can have clarity on is that he said to me he wasn't in the right state of mind and you know how he would get angry pretty easy not easy but it would come on and it would just kind of overcome him a little bit yeah. That's what happened. He got angry about something and it just kind of, he, he, he just kind of in a way snapped a little bit. He's like, I didn't even see this coming. It just happened. And I told him, I said, well, I understand. And he goes, but my family doesn't understand because I never told them everything that was going on and I said well it wasn't any of their business and he goes no you're right it wasn't he goes I was a very private person but he appreciated that he could share private information with you okay mm -hmm. and the other thing too is I don't know if you were thinking about his mom recently like within the last few days but he does reference you reaching out to his mom. I don't know if you actually did that or not, or if you're planning on doing it, or you were thinking about doing it. But um, he, he does talk about that's a good idea. Okay. Now, your grandmother, as she steps forward, um, she said to me, she goes, leave this boy alone. He's had enough. And I was like, well, we're just kind of still talking a little bit. And your grandma was kind of... Um, getting on me a little bit about asking him why 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 and you know he doesn't there is no answer to why it just things happen the way they happened and we have to accept it we have to process it we have to forgive him so he can move forward in his ethereal realm and so we can have healing because he does not want the family to remember the manner in which he passed because that's not how he lived his life. And that's what he wants right. people to remember is his, I don't want to say cynical jokes, but his, you know, all those jokes he had. Oh no, that would be, that would be okay. accurate. <laughs> okay. Cause it just feels to me like that's how he was. And, um, and that's just what he wants people to his family and friends to to live the rest of their life knowing that he is okay and he is loved and he misses you guys too and he said I'm sorry for the late night phone call so do you know about the late night phone call he had No. Okay. No, that doesn't make any sense to me. I don't. I don't know if he. So his wife now is the one that I was thinking about reaching out to after this call. Like, 
is this something I should tell her? Like, I don't have any. Oh, okay. So that connection with his mom. So maybe that's what he's talking about. Yes, it could absolutely mean that. It's just keep that connection going. And when you when a picture pops up about him or um, a date comes by, don't remember him in a sad way. Remember him in a good way. So when you know the anniversary of his first you know, the first anniversary of his passing comes next, or this December, you know, it's not like, oh my God, he died on this day. It's, you know what? He lived up until this point and what a beautiful transition he had. And it's important to know that he wasn't, it, okay, I'm going to say this in the best way that I can. Okay, help me out here, buddy. It's like, I just, just tell my family it didn't hurt. So if I tell them it didn't hurt, I don't know what they're going to say to that because they're going to not believe that, but that's whatever. So I guess I could do that. Just depends on how they're, I just don't want them to think I'm like thinking it's just like it didn't hurt. Okay. So, all right. So I need to tell you, Amy, he said it didn't hurt. That's all. I'm just like arguing with him <laughs> over saying this or not. Cause I just don't know if it's too much or what, but He's just referencing he, it. He, yeah, he used the shotgun. So <gasps> oh. I would assume that that was very, very quick. Oh, no. Okay. That would be so why. that's what he's talking about. Okay, and that would be why also the, they were arguing over if it was an open casket or not. So that makes sense. Yes. Okay. Yep. Okay. Oh, geez. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah, well, he ended up being cremated, so. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he, yeah. But, um, <laughs> he still talks about his long eyelashes. He had these beautiful eyes, he said. He's like, all the girls like my eyes. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Oh, so let his totally Matt. <laughs> so You did an amazing job with your reading today and with your energy, and I really appreciate the time that you took to allow me to do this reading for you today, and um, and I appreciate your loved ones that stepped forward. They did an amazing job as well. I'm going to send them back to you if that's okay. For sure. Okay. And if you did get the chills just within the last like minute or so, he said that that was him because he just gave you a kiss on the cheek just to say thank you for doing this today because you almost didn't do it. Is that accurate? Um, yeah, I just kind of thought back and forth about it. I'm like, well, I don't, you know, I don't know if I want to know or if I, yeah. That's, so That's beautiful. I'm actually surprised my grandma came through because I was very young when she passed expecting yeah i was expecting my grandpa and actually when you said is there an m or a d name well my grandpa's name was dave so they were probably fighting with each other like <laughs> well i will tell you so. this not always you know i have people that do regular readings with me and sometimes their loved ones come through and sometimes they don't it's the people that need to come through to give you the messages that you need today that doesn't mean your grandfather isn't there it just means that he was giving your other loved ones an opportunity to step forward and um, help you heal and offer hopeful information from this side. So that's beautiful. So even just me saying the D name or the D in initial is just a simple sign that your grandpa's there as well in the background. Mm -hmm. Isn't that crazy how that works? It is. 
It's beautiful, beautiful. All right, give me just 12 seconds here. You did an amazing job with your reading today and with your energy, and I really appreciate the time that you took to allow me to do this reading for you today. And um, and I appreciate your loved ones that stepped forward. They did an amazing job as well. I'm going to send them back to you if that's okay. For sure. Okay. And if you did get the chills just within the last like minute or so, he said that that was him because he just gave you a kiss on the cheek just to say thank you for doing this today because you almost didn't do it. Is that accurate? Um. Yeah, I just kind of thought back and forth about it. I'm like, well, I don't, you know, I don't know if I want to know or if I, yeah. That's, so, that's beautiful. I'm actually surprised my grandma came through because I was very young when she passed. Expecting, yeah, I was expecting my grandpa. And actually when you said, is there an M or a D name? Well, my grandpa's name was Dave. So they were probably fighting with each other. Like, <laughs> who's <laughs> well, I will tell you this, not always, you know, I have people that do regular readings with me and sometimes their loved ones come through and sometimes they don't. It's the people that need to come through to give you the messages that you need today. That doesn't mean your grandfather isn't there. It just means that he was giving your other loved ones an opportunity to step forward and um, help you heal and offer hopeful information from this side. So that's beautiful. So even just me saying the D name or the D in initial is just a simple sign that your grandpa's there as well in the background. Mm -hmm. Isn't that crazy how that works? It is. It's beautiful, beautiful. All right, give me just 12 seconds here. All right, guys, so welcome to season two, episode 11, Surviving Suicide, part two. And as you guys would have listened to last week's episode, we got to hear from Morgan, um, who attempted suicide, and Maggie, whose son committed suicide. And we briefly talked about the stigmas of um, what those feelings are at the moment or during that time of shame, anger, fear, isolation, hopelessness, helplessness, guilt, um, and what the after effects um, are when it comes to um, loved ones committing suicide or the family members and loved ones that survive their loved ones suicide. And today I have Miss LaDonna on the phone. So hi, LaDonna, welcome to the Comedians Media. How are you doing today? I'm doing okay. Good, good. Thank you so much for being vulnerable and sharing this heartfelt story with all of these listeners. Um, I know the people who are listening to this podcast today are definitely um, here for a reason and you're here for a reason, you have a story to tell. Um, and before we get into it, I do want to let everyone know that you can, if you're having sad thoughts or you know someone who needs to communicate with someone or have a conversation, um, you can write this phone number down for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. It is 800-273-8255. 
888-888-8255 or you can text the word TALK, T-A-L-K, to 741-741. It is a free resource for you to talk to someone whether you are considering suicide or if you are a loved one who is trying to find help for their friend or family member. So with that, LaDonna, tell us about um, your story. Why did you agree to do this interview with me today? Um, I agreed to do it because I was in a really dark place when everything happened and it was just... People assume things when they hear it, they don't understand. Um, and the things that I went through afterwards, I never would have thought would happen. And the things that I did to get better were amazing. And I've tried to help a lot of people that have kind of gone through the same thing, do the things I did. And it feels great to be able to help those people who aren't aware of a lot of things that can and will happen through grief and all the different avenues that I went through that I'd never even thought about. They just kind of showed up to help me. So if I can help someone else, then I will 100% do that. And that's actually a pretty common a commonality, LaDonna, even with speaking to Morgan and Mag Maggie. Um, when I was talking to them, when they expressed to me that they didn't even know what happened or why they were considering suicide maybe not maggie but with morgan she said she didn't even understand herself why she tried to commit suicide and i know from my personal experience with depression and anxiety and ptsd that it is just this violent unexpected shock of this um, reoccurring, involuntary, intrusive daily thoughts. It's just this imagery in your yeah. head that is a daily fight. And it's like, shit, how do I get out of this? I can't get it out of my head. And we, when you're in that dark place, it's almost as if you're just so disconnected that you can't even answer the question as to why. And so the, exactly. the the family members that are survived by their loved ones, they always ask me when they have sessions with me, like, Missy, why, why, why? And I say the answer is not why, but when. When will you begin to heal from this traumatic lesson in your life? When will you begin to see the there 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 is light at the end of the tunnel? And um, it's all about self-compassion and loving yourself enough to give it a shot. And like I say to people, just for today, when you get in that moment of rage or fear or hopelessness, just take a moment and breathe in and exhale. And just in that quick moment, that 45 seconds, you might save your own life or the life of someone else. Just surrender to breathing. And sometimes that fresh breath of air kind of rejuvenates us and shocks our system back to reality where we can say, you know what, I can, I can do this. I can make it through another day. Just for today, I'm allowed to be angry or upset or sad or happy or joyful just for today. Let me feel my feelings Absolutely. and move forward. Okay, so 
LaDonna, tell us about um, surviving suicide. What side of that are you on? Are you a suicide attempt survivor or did you lose someone to suicide? I lost someone to suicide. Okay. Let's go back to the days and the hours leading up to that passing. And you can say the person's name or not. That's completely up to you. I don't edit these interviews at all. Okay. Um, so that's completely up to you. Um, but leading up to the days and the, and the hours, um, what did you notice? Or did you notice anything at all about your loved one? Well, I can't say in the moments leading up to it, I noticed anything. But afterwards, you, you realize the things you didn't notice. Um, like about two weeks before, and it, it was my brother, Tony. Um, we had gone out, me, him, and my family. We had gone to the Roxino, and he was telling us about someone he knew that had just died from an overdose. and. And it was someone he knew, and we're just like, oh my gosh, Tony, you know, you never, never. Because my brother had been through rehab, and he was clean. And it bothered him that his friend had passed away. And I'm like, Tony, don't ever mess with that stuff. And he's like, well, I'm not going to. And, and then uh, I didn't experience this, but my mom was going on vacation to her sister's house. And after the fact, my mom was like, you know, he came over and acted like he wanted to tell me something the whole time. But he, And every time I said, what's wrong? He just kept telling me nothing, nothing. And so my mom went, because my brother, you know, he had been a rehab survivor. He still had his moments. Didn't think anything of it. And then, uh, I mean, that was really the only two times we had talked. And then I got the phone call that he hadn't gone to work that day. And um, it was almost like I already knew because I dropped everything and left. I was going to go make sure my brother was okay. And I, I, I knew all the way there. I knew all the way to his house before I ever got there. So it was, I mean, we had talked about the anxiety that he had many times before that. But I had since learned that it became too much. And that's a good point, LaDonna, that you had this feeling or this intuition prior to you getting there. And then your mom said that she, you know, with her having this sixth sense about something was wrong, sometimes in our humanity, we don't always pick up on the signs and symbols because we're not aware of them at, at the time or in the moment. We just kind of were so busy with this everyday, busy, busy, busy life. We st we forget to stop and essentially smell the roses and take a look at what's in front of us. And that's sometimes, my husband said something really powerful to me one time um, recently when I lost a loved one that um, I was like, I'm a medium, I sh that's my family. Why didn't I see the signs? I don't understand. Just the night before I was talking about, you know, de death and dying to my students and the next morning my aunt died. And my husband said to me, he goes, you weren't supposed to see the signs until after. So it would make sense that all the signs I saw before she passed were the signs from the spirit part of it, you know, heaven. I call them wisdom nuggets from heaven. They drop these little wisdom nuggets or intuition nuggets to us. 
And for us to believe there is another side, sometimes it's the aftermath that we say, oh my God, I, I now saw the signs. I now know what to look for because it was a lesson our soul had to go through so we can learn and move forward and teach others and teach in love and about life. Does that make sense to you, LaDonna? That makes total sense to me because it happening and when it happened, I look at what people go through now. It was heroin. It was us first time trying it. And I look at, I look at what people go through now um, when their children or parents or whatever are heroin addicts. And I never, ever, ever would have wanted my brother to be one of them. I, and I just told my mom the other day because she's helping someone whose son is an addict and I'm like, you know, mom, as horrible as it is that Tony's no longer with us because of one time, we all loved him when he left and he was still a good person. And I never would have wanted to resent him like so many do right now. And I hate to say that because I know people don't resent their family members. But they're so angry because there's nothing they can do to help. And I guess I'm I'm grateful that he left the world an amazing person because that's what we all have to remember him by. And that's where I found my peace with that. That's beautiful. And, you know, I was doing a reading for someone not too long ago and my spirit guide, Tommy, came through and he said to me, he goes, the weakest bodies are the youngest souls. And if you think about that for a moment, it's almost hard to understand what that means. The weakest bodies are the youngest souls. And so I was like, oh my gosh, I know what that means. It means that the people that are here, the youngest souls are usually the sickest people, men mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually even, because you're a young soul. And if you think about these people that say, oh, you're an old soul, you're an old soul, those people tend to have less um, health issues, less mental issues. And so I want you to know that your brother was a young soul. And that's why he had those issues. His soul is still learning um, the things that it he needed to come to enlightenment, to go to the light and to go to heaven's home. Do, do, I hope you understand what I'm talking about with that. I know exactly what you mean. Beautiful. I do. And, and you know what? Just because your brother died of a heroin overdose, LaDonna, that... His death, and for those who are listening right now, the death of your loved one, whether it was a suicide, overdose, um, a homicide, or that person, you know, tragically died or mysteriously died, their death state, the way they died, absolutely does not define their life and who they were as a soul and a spirit. It was just, well, and that's that's what the craziest part of it was. Like when I found him, it was his first time trying it, and um, he actually had up on his computer because he knew we were all rooting for him, and he had never done this. And it was on his computer when I walked in how to take it and not hurt yourself. He was taking it because someone told him it would help his anxiety, and it, like I know he had no intention of hurting himself. And I know he was disappointed with everything that happened that followed. But that's it. It was like 
he didn't mean to do it to be a bad person. <laughs> he was a good person. Right. And that's he was just fighting his own demons. And that's why you're here today, LaDonna, to help other people through their grief or trying to, you know, there's 10,000 some people listening right now. You are helping them understand that one time, that one mistake. Tony is, his energy is with you so strong right now. I can feel it that he wants his story told so he can save a life because he wasn't able to stay here long enough to teach other people about his lessons that he's learned and that he's gone through and the knowledge and the wisdom that he's gained. But now you have it. Now you have that wisdom and experience to help other people. I hope you feel him around you. And I know that he's so proud of you. And I know that you did everything you could to make it a beautiful how do I want to say this? I keep getting the sense that you tried to make everything beautiful for his services. And you were, I don't know if it was you or someone else that was very, very picky about how things needed to look. I don't know if he was kind of OCD about where things needed to be or placed or what. Um, but I, yeah. do, I do get that sense that he's placing experiences in your life now to tell his story. You're on this podcast for a reading or for a reason today. And... Not that I'm going to do a reading for you, but I want you to know he is so excited. He's like jumping. You know how he was like really hyper? Like I feel like he was a very hyper person. Yeah. He was like a great big eight-year-old. <laughs> yeah, he's like standing behind you just jumping up and down. And I have no idea what you look like, but I feel like you have like strange hair. I don't know what he means by that. Like, do you have like... I have pink hair. <laughs> oh my God, are you serious? Because <laughs> did you just did you just make it pink or something? Um, it's my hairdresser comes over and I'm like, do what you want. So it's been pink, it's been blue. It's oh been, my gosh, that's what you want. That's crazy. <laughs> you know, pink is a beautiful color for healing and hope and kindness. And you know, I I like to tell people to burn a pink candle in their home because it invites warmth and love and and forgiveness into the home. So. LaDonna, I want to ask you a few questions and some of these might be a rather difficult. So if you get upset and you need me to stop, just tell me. Um, okay. But how, how did the family react after he passed? What was the family and friends reaction? What was the public? How did the public treat you? How did friends or family or coworkers treat you after he passed? Um, well, at first, and even now, so, um, we didn't tell a lot of people why. Because he did have, we did, we found out that he had a heart condition, and we didn't want anyone looking down on him because there was no reason to. But that was something that we had to eventually explain, because when people did ask and we told them, it was like they almost judged him before they understood. So that's kind of been my whole family's thing is to explain because everybody has demons and um you can't you can't judge him on his demons when you know the whole story and what kind of person that he was but um a lot of people oh i mean everybody was amazing i mean we had my brother was amazing my family's amazing we had no feelings from anyone 
um, people that assumed still were nice because, I mean, I'm not saying it just because it's my brother. My brother was an amazing person, absolutely amazing. And he was one of those that would do anything for anybody, but he never let anyone know about his demons. Like very few people knew how much he struggled because he was one of those that if you needed him, he was there. He didn't have bad days. He was never in a bad mood. He was always the one cheering everybody up. And I still hear that. I've had people contact me on Facebook that are like, just talk, just want to talk about how amazing my brother was and what he did for them because nobody knew what he went through because he wasn't one that expressed it ever except to a select few of us. So, so I can't say that we had any bad experiences. That, that's amazing. I'm so glad to hear that. And as far as um, depression and anxiety, there is no face to those disorders. It's a daily fight. No, and, and suicide is... I never... Yeah. <laughs> suicide... Go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. Suicide is something that... Or, you know, even if it was an accidental overdose, that sudden unexpected loss really creates a disconnect with the surviving loved ones because they just don't know what to feel. It's almost like they become numb and that feeling is from when I connect to loved ones in spirit, it's almost as if that's what they felt at the moment that they passed and that they are not even sure like why they did what they did but i know that they're in heaven and there is no hell there is no purgatory and and, and there is just this sense of people who die so suddenly like that i want people to understand if you have diabetes and you're not taking care of yourself that is a form of suicide if you know you can save your life or live longer and you don't take care of yourself that is a form of suicide when you go to heaven you're going to need extra help to heal from that passing and your spirit guides and your guardian angel your other angels they're all there to help you through that along with your loved ones in spirit and he's not alone ladonna i know you know that and i know i know that and it's so important for him to let I'm supposed to tell you it's so important for you to know that he watches over like do you also have a son that has like this um, I don't know if this is anger coming out or is there a connection to that at all because he's referencing a younger male that he watches over to help in that aspect yeah my my son actually looks exactly like him and acts exactly like him which I don't mean this in a bad way at all, but he has a lot of my brother's tendencies and he has a lot of anxiety and a lot of anger because my brother was like the only male figure that was a constant in his life. Mm -hmm. My brother's death tore him apart. And I want you to know, uh, and LaDonna, I want you to know that your brother Tony is such a great person that he's watching over your son. That's got to put you at ease because that's like, you needed to hear that. I feel like you needed to release that tense energy you've been holding on to to know that your son is going to be okay. That does make me feel really good because I, I see my brother's tendencies in him as far as that and that's always scared me. 
And as I hear it, um, music will be a really great therapeutic way for your son to deal with his emotions. And I'm not talking about like regular music you hear on the radio. I mean like hemi-sync music, binaural beats, you know, music that's designed to help the beta waves in the brain to really, you know, heal some of those chakras. If you need to listen to chakra music um, therapy, that would be great. Well, it's funny you say that because he's found a girl and she's amazing and she's into all of that stuff. And he's always making fun of her. but. I love that she's into the crystals and the chakras and all of that because I think he needs that. She's going to balance him out. I think this is a good deal. And I think that they already love each other, which is amazing. Oh, they um, do very much so. Yeah, <laughs> even though it's a and fairly... I, I love that she loves him the way that I, that I do because I feel it and I see it and it makes me feel safe for him. Good. That I'm happy to hear that. I have some more questions for you now. They're going to get a little deep, okay? Are you ready? Okay. Right. I'm ready. <laughs> okay. So, I would like to know, um, or I would like you to talk to our listeners and let them know what are a few pieces of advice um, to help cope with their daily grief um, or going through that grieving process, which we all know doesn't have a face. It's this faceless monster, whether you're grieving a loss of a job, a relationship, a, a loved one, um, or even an item. I've had so many people do readings with me, like just to find an item that they've lost. And it's just amazing to me that people deal with their grief in different ways. What are some ways that you dealt with your grief and what are what's some advice that you would offer people listening on how to deal with their grief even if that you've learned along the way i guess even if it didn't work for you some people want to take therapy and it doesn't um, work so that's like an example okay so at first <laughs> so i'll kind of just go from the beginning like i was the oldest child and i found him um, when it first happened and I had to make the phone calls and do everything that I did, my first thing was to make sure everybody was okay. That's kind of just what I do. My mom, my dad, everybody was okay. I can't even explain when it happened, <laughs> but the anxiety hit me out of nowhere and the depression. And I, uh, I, I, can't even explain all the things that I went through. Um, I can explain that I had anxiety and depression horrible. I was having 10 to 12 panic attacks a day. I did everything you could think of to try and balance it. And I'm not against anyone that does take pills, but that's an addiction in my family, so I refused. And so my way to deal with it once the depression and anxiety started was in everything that I did, my biggest ways to cope was for one, talk to family. Like I talk to family all the time. I, I still check on my mom every day, but talking about it, talking about them in a good way, that was just talking about them was one of the biggest things. And number two, 100% is breathing. Learning to breathe is 
number one. Um, just getting through grief and meditating and breathing and talking about it. Everything that I did to try and get through everything and talking and breathing and meditation were the top three. I mean, as weird as it is, as far as grief and all the things that you think you should be doing, I did the counseling, I did, I tried taking pills and those were my top three and they still work to this day. <laughs> and pictures, looking at pictures and just talking about them and remembering and never forgetting. <laughs> That's beautiful. I love that you brought up looking at pictures, LaDonna, because so many people, they have a picture that pops up six months or a year um, after our loved ones are have passed. And um, even people say, oh, I took this picture on the day that my loved one died and I can't look at that picture anymore. It makes me sad. And I'm like, why? That's a when that picture or that image pops up on your news feed, on your Facebook, wherever, it's like that's the day that you need your loved one in spirit the most. So they send you those photos. It's like, there you go. Look at me. I'm with you. Here I am. Don't be sad. And yeah, you get emotional over it, but look at it from a positive side and not the negative side because you're going to drag yourself down. And you probably know LaDonna just as I do that our loved ones when we're when we operate in a lower vibration when we're sad and depressed and, and feeling isolated and and, and f operating in fear it's more challenging for spirit to come through for the souls of our loved ones to come through in spirit to say hey i'm here with you but when you're operating at a higher level and you're talking about them and you remember them in a good way and you don't worry about how they died but how they lived um and you think about all these exactly. great memories that's when they can come to you more so if you're listening to this right now and you're thinking to yourself shit i haven't seen any signs from my loved ones in a while it's probably check yourself look at yourself in the mirror and say what energy am I projecting because you're gonna receive that so that's important that's a really important detail LaDonna that I love that you shared is to look at pictures of your loved ones remember them in spirit remember them in life not in death they don't want us to remember them exactly. in how they died that's that's a release exactly. that everyone needs to work with daily Okay, so my next question for you is, um, how would you, what would you describe grief as? What is grief in your eyes? Grief to me was shutting everybody out at first. Um, I didn't want to talk to anybody. I didn't want to. I shut myself. I didn't live. I didn't go anywhere. I didn't do anything, and it killed me because. I lost a brother and my mom lost a son and here I am whining and crying and just putting myself in this place that I hated and I, I can't even, I hated it, I hated myself, like grief is, the first part of grief is hard um, and I went through the anger the anger phase. I was mad at him. How, how could he do this to our family? I, I have to say those were my two worst parts of grief. And then that's when I realized that this is 
not a way to live and that's when we started like we talk about him every day like oh my gosh what would tony think of this oh my gosh can you imagine if tony was here and so i can't say i mean i grieve him every day i think about him every single day but i do it in a good way and so the first part is hard the first part is so hard and that like i said i i shut myself out of everything out of my kids out of but then then you just get in that thing where it's your kids need you your family needs you this is no way to live i avoided like that was another part of my grief like i avoided driving past his house even though it was the short way and it's not a way to live you can't you can't stay in that you just can't and i don't know it was just the me learning to what story i want to say to deal with what happened but not dwell on what happened that's beautiful i love that ladonna and i want the listeners to really listen to that she she didn't want to she didn't want to dwell on it she wanted to continue living she had a family to live for and memories to make and you are still creating memory good memories of your, of your loved ones in spirit by talking about them and saying oh what would T- tony think of this and what would tony think of that you're still using that person in you're still having that person in your life but they're in spirit and they know they know what's going on they're happy when someone has a baby or get married or graduating or when someone passes in the family they're right there to help you through that process as well that's beautiful LaDonna thank you so much for coming on here today um I really do appreciate you sharing your story and and I I really hope that the people that are listening today really took what LaDonna said and 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 really understand that it's it's about grief is about understanding what happened, processing it, releasing it, having forgiveness, finding support, creating awareness and living. You have to give yourself the love to be able to walk through this path of life knowing that you're doing the best that you can with what you have and if you only wake up and get out of bed today and that's all you were able to do then that's something to celebrate i love it and i love how every person i've talked to um in in the last episode and this episode they use humor to get through grief and i love that that's so healing and i know it sounds crazy but i mean it really does make sense humor does help us with grief it really does humor goes beyond grief it's a way to bring us together we're supposed to come together at a time of loss not separate each other and isolate ourselves would you agree ladonna i absolutely agree awesome ladonna if you would like to let people reach out to you if they have questions or if they're suffering themselves and they need someone to reach out to um how would you feel if they reached out to you that's perfectly fine with me i okay. don't mind at all how would they be able to reach out to you ladonna would phone or email phone would probably be best okay 
Um, and if you guys would like to contact LaDonna, you can let me know. Or if LaDonna, you want to put your phone number out there, that's up to you. Yeah, I don't mind. Um, should I go ahead and give it? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, it's 330-265-6781. All right. All right, folks. Hang on tight. You're going to hear a reading coming up soon, so stay tuned. Hey guys, this is Medium Jesse and Missy, and we are the Comedian Mediums, and we are so thankful and grateful that you decided to join us today on our podcast, and we hope you have a great day. To get a free live reading with us on the podcast, please put the subject line podcast reading entry and email us at mediummissy at gmail.com. Namaste!